0: Finding time to rest and unplug from the busyness of life really is a lost art. We have convinced ourselves in order to be good moms, we must be busy all the time, when actually we must prioritize rest and time alone with Jesus to be the best moms we can be. So today, that's what we're going to talk about. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast, wherever you find yourself today, multitasking or just trying to catch a quiet moment alone. I'm so glad you're here as we learn together how to live out our faith and point our kids to Jesus. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Today I'm joined on Zoom by friend and fellow podcaster, Alicia Michelle. Welcome, Alicia. Hey, thanks so much for having me on the podcast today. Appreciate it. It's so good to have you. We actually met at a Spark Media conference in Nashville earlier this spring, and we've just kept in touch. Uh, Alicia is a wife, and she's a mom of four kids, right? I have four, 19, 17, 14, and 10. Yes. Wow. So she's a busy woman, and she's also an author, a Bible teacher, podcaster, and a certified neuro coach, known as the Mindset Makeover Coach where she equips Christian women with practical tools so that they know how to find God-centered peace to overcome those toxic thinking patterns that we all have, like trying to be perfect, fear, worry, anxiety, not feeling like we're enough. I think that those all sound familiar to us as moms, I know. And I'm going to include the link to this podcast, uh, The Christian Mindset Coach by Alicia, in the show notes so you can check that out. But let's get started today with Alicia. First up... I like to ask this question to all my interviews because it's always so interesting to hear the different answers that I get with different seasons of life and things like that. So Alicia, what does your quiet time routine look like in this
1: stage of your life? That's such a great question because it has definitely changed, definitely changed. When I had little ones, it was really a challenge to try to find that quiet time routine. For me, I really had to think about it in terms of naps and how their day was structured and how I could fit that in it. I thought of it as like, what is my first break where I was not without kids or when I was without kids or just, um, able to steal a few minutes away. But now that all of my kids are older uh, and all of them are in school, we were homeschooling for a long time, but now they're in a regular school. My quiet time routine is something I do after I drop the kids off and after I have breakfast, I either go outside to my front yard. We live in the country and have a beautiful view from our front yard. So it's like my little special place to go be with God and sit on my in my big comfy chair out there, bring a blanket or something and just spend time usually going. Th- and right now I'm going through... Um, the Bible in a year, although it's not taking me a year. It's taking me like a year and a half to go through it. Um, But I'm going through it just to have some structure. And then I have a journal there with me to just write down key points, ask key questions. A lot of times it's God will bring up stuff for me. And I just try to have a dialogue back and forth with him, an honest dialogue. And I am someone who likes to make sure that I'm still keeping on a schedule. So I usually... We'll set a timer for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get through those four sections of scripture and and write with God. And if God calls me to do more, I do. And I have the time I do, but usually that helps me to feel like, okay, I can do that. And then I spend time in prayer and then I start my day and get going.
0: That's great. I love that. I like the timer thing too. That's not something that I've heard before. That might help me. (laughs) Okay. So moving on to our subject matter for today, we're going to be talking about finding rest and avoiding burnout. And if I had to guess, it's the middle of July and any mom that's listening right now, myself included, is probably both heat and child exhausted, right? (laughs) And so Alicia, can you share with us While finding alone time to rest and relax is so important for us as
1: moms. Mm, It is the center of everything that comes out of us. We have to be able to have that foundation solid so that we can show up well. I think for a lot of my life, I was serving from just the remnants of what I, because I hadn't made that a priority of Finding space for it and finding a place in the everyday and not letting just the everyday activities and demands of my kids take over, um, I had not made that a priority. And so I found that it was much more likely that I would respond in anger or I would respond just in a short answer. I didn't respond the way I wanted. And so then I would respond to myself by being mad at myself. Like, why can't I be different? Why doesn't, you know, I know these truths about God. He wants me to not like this. And it's just this horrible vicious cycle that I think a lot of us get into. And if instead we approached it from a different perspective and said, listen, what is causing this? You know, I'm a mindset coach. So I'm always going back to what is the root thought behind this? Why, why am I feeling anger? Why does it make sense? So if I can get to the root of that, and realize, well, it's because I'm not rested and I'm, I'm have all this extra pressure on myself, especially in summer when we have, maybe kids have been gone at school or they've been at other programs throughout the year. And now it's like, everybody's at home. And like you said, it's hot. And you're like, Oh, I have to, you know, what do I do with all this? Um, so it's really, I know it can feel intimidating, especially when our kids are younger, but it is that lifeline that will keep us strong as moms. It will help us show up to be the moms that we want. And so we have to find ways. And even if that's ever changing rhythms, we have to find ways to make that something that's going to be part of our summer routine.
0: Yes, that's a great word. I think that we all know deep down that rest and time alone as moms is like super important for us. But I read in a book one time, this author and doctor, her name is Meg Meeker. She said that for some reason, though, we convince ourselves that we have to be champions of busyness. Mm -hmm. And I thought that is such a good way to say that. Why do you think that we have such a hard time believing that rest is okay as moms? Because I know that deep down we know we need it and it probably is the foundation. But for some reason, we just continue to pile on the different things, the different activities and get overwhelmed, like you were saying?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it's something that we all face. We all know the truth, but why can't we live from it? So this is a big question. So I'm going to try to just give a few cents, my few cents on it, so to speak. Um, I think a lot of the reasons why we believe something to be true, but we don't necessarily act from it, what brain science and the Bible show is that we have a subconscious mind that is running the show in a lot of these areas. So we may have some subconscious patterning that says, I am good only when I am busy. I am worthy only when I can do things that are outside seen by other people as being good. Um, When my kids are doing all the right things, that's when I'm a good mom. And we forget that part of our journey isn't just exhaling, 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 exhaling for our kids. We have to inhale before we can exhale. So in order for that to happen, there has to be a switch in our head. And so a lot of us have these core subconscious thought patterns, which I work with women to help work through because we can think all we want and say all we want, Hey, I want to think differently. But if we have these subconscious messages, they're, they're the ones that we have to get to the root of a, why, why do I feel like that? You know, why am I feeling this way? And find healing using different techniques, one of them being brain priming, which is something I teach. But anyway, using that, getting to the root of that and understanding why they're there is a huge part of um getting past this. Why can I believe something but not act on it? And in this case, too, we have society working against us because especially when we have time off of school, we think, well, I just I want to be a good mom. I want to do all these things for my kids. I want my kids to have these experiences. And we forget that. Again, we have to inhale before we can exhale. We have to make sure that we're filled up so that we can we can give them these experiences, but we want them to have it from a different perspective, the, the, the uh, rested mom perspective versus just a mom who's trying to just do more things. I for so long was that mom that just felt like it never was enough. It was never enough activities, enough things that I could do for my kids. I never felt like I was a good enough mom ever, ever. Even though I was homeschooling, even though I was doing all of the things, it was just there was always one more little tiny thing, and that's that lie that keeps us running and keeps us from being able to stop. So getting to the root of some of those thoughts in our heads is, um, I think, why we're stuck yeah, in these patterns.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that lie is just fed even more, I think, with social media, that noise yeah, and sure. that lie. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I get on there, and I'm scrolling and thinking, ugh. I wish I could do that or go there or do this with my kids. And it can really become an unhealthy pattern, like you're saying, a subconscious thing. Mm -hmm. And to continue on that, when we hear lies, we want to combat that with truth, right? With God's word. Mm -hmm. So what are some practical ways that you could tell a mom to start with some practical truth in God's word? Maybe a book of the Bible to go through or a scripture to share or something like that.
1: Yeah, just being in God's word every day alone is is key. It's the source of all truth and all knowledge. It's, our replenishment. It is the thing that's going to fill us up in terms of what to read. I think that's going to vary on any season that we're in. I personally really love if I feel like I don't, if I feel like I'm suffering or I'm going through something hard or I feel misunderstood, I usually turn to Psalms. That's a, a great set of books because David, so David being the author of most of the Psalms so well personifies how to have that tension between sharing what's on his heart, being honest before God, trusting him with these very real emotions he's feeling, and then allowing God to transition him to the truth, to like focus on the promises, to focus on what's real, what he wants his mind to dwell on. And that is key. Um, We talk a lot about in the, the Christian Mindset Makeover, how we are responsible for our thoughts. We're responsible for what's in our head, but what is important is that it's important to acknowledge those reasons why we're upset, why we feel stressed, why we feel tired, why we need rest as real. We're not crazy. There's reasons why we feel like this. <laughs> so getting to the reasons of why they're there and laying them before God, not just closing them down and saying, God, I'm wrong. I'm, I'm bad. I shouldn't feel like this, but really saying, you know, it makes sense. I'm tired. I've been up all night with this kid. And now we have to go today to do this. And it's like 150 degrees outside. I'm tired. <laughs> being real about it with God and then allowing him to remind us of his promises, we can hold that tension of both. We can hold the tension of being upset and and like overwhelmed by it, but also being comforted and choosing to say, this is where I'm going to dwell, God's promises moving forward. So I think God's word and that time with God, specifically for me, I love Psalms, is a great way to keep the emotions and the truth about what we're feeling going so that we can let God help us in this, you know, he wants to be our partner in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think that's a great word and a great place to start. So, um, I know that my kids, I kind of laugh and tell people, My kids are past the nap-taking age, right? Oh, gosh. They're five and eight. That's so scary when that happens (laughs) because you're like,
1: wait, wait, no, no, no.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes, come back, come back. But they still know that, especially on Sundays because my husband's a pastor, but in the summer, they still know that – mom needs her rest time. So we call Mm -hmm. it quiet time or rest time, whatever you want to call that at your house. Yes, We um, know that every day around 2-ish or so that my kids are going to have to go to their room. They're going to have to get out their baseball cards or a toy or a book or something and have some time alone, right? And I'm fine if they take toys to their room. They're not not babies anymore, so they're not napping. But it may be nap time for some moms listening. But that time, I used to have a battle inside myself. I would say, I need mm. to be cleaning right now, or I need to be doing yes. whatever it may be, fill in the right. blank. And so today, I really want to encourage the mom that's listening that is having that inner battle. That it's okay to sit down and mm. rest during that time, and it's okay mm. to take some time for yourself, take a shower. Take a breather, sit in a chair, take a nap, you know, read your Bible, whatever is going to replenish you, like you were saying, to inhale for a second. I love the way that you said that. So Mm. how can you encourage a mom today or give her some practical advice? She wants to do these things that we've been talking about, but she's got to start somewhere if she's not doing it. So if, if a mom is not currently doing this, where would you tell her to start?
1: Yeah, it's great. I love the idea of quiet time. We had that for a long time at our house, especially since we had kids who were nine, 10 years apart. I did still have one that was napping, but it was almost out of just necessity that the older kids needed to be quiet because the other one was napping. But then even as that younger one finally lost his nap, I was like, Ooh, this is a good (laughs) idea (laughs) because there was this moment, especially for those moms who are homeschooling or have a lot of kids at home. Like all the kids are home every single day with them in the summer. There's a moment where we're just like, okay, mama needs a break. Mama (laughs) needs some space. You need a little bit of breathing room here. And that's again, not a bad thing. It doesn't mean we don't love our children. It doesn't mean we're a bad mom. It just means we have boundaries and limits. It means we're human. It means we're human and that's it. So when we reach those points, I think of them as little warning lights that God is like alarm signals going off inside of us, not to be mad that they're there, but just for God to kind of gently say, like, if we have the the check engine light on our car, like, hmm, maybe I should check my tires, The the little lights going off, you know, that's all that it is. If we can look at it as not that we're bad, but to say, these are my limits. So I would recommend some sort of time, even if it's for 15 minutes for you to just say, Again, whether it's a a specific time of the day, like you said, two o'clock worked for you guys. For us, it was always after lunch. We would have everybody go upstairs. We had an hour long quiet time and we would have them, we'd have special books that we had them pull out or coloring books that we gave them special things that it was like, this is for quiet time. Like This is a special thing that you get to do during quiet time. And then for me, I began gathering up because, well, let me just say this. I began gathering up ideas of what I could do to replenish myself in a meaningful way, because it's really easy to just kind of, okay, just float until something like, oh, I'm just going to pick up my phone and then I'm lost. And then it's like, whoa, wait a minute, my 20 minutes or half hour, whatever it is, is over. And I'm not really feeling any better. I'm just like, (laughs) you know, I got lost. And so one of the arts of learning how to rest, I really believe is becoming curious about our own needs and experimenting because none of us are really taught how to find true rest. What does that mean on the four parts of self, physical self, emotional self, spiritual self, and intellectual self? What are the things that fill you up? For some people, being around other people fills them up. For some people, they need to go inside and you know have a hiding place. It's funny. I was thinking about um, this coaching call I did yesterday with a mom with around this very topic. And she was talking about um, needing to find more balance and rest in her days. And um, we were talking about, well, what happens if you don't have this? She's like, I literally hide. And I thought she was kidding. And she's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I literally go into like hide in the closet and like, I will not come out. And I'm like, wow, it's so funny. But so we discovered like the things that she needs to replenish are silence, quiet, time reading a book, time in God's word, but really solitary, silent activities. Now that for someone else that might be calling a girlfriend, getting some companionship, like, oh man, you know, did this happen to you today? Like I was really struggling around this, whatever it is. Um, But to have a list, to really begin to to try things like, you know, maybe I'll just, I'm going to try knitting or I i don't know, some <laughs> kind of small little craft that you can pick up and put away really easily. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't pull out some big old crazy thing, of course, but something that you can say, well, I've always wanted to learn how to do this. Or, or I, um, I just need to go sit outside by myself in the sun in my backyard for a few minutes with the baby monitor with me or whatever it is that you need. But to begin to experiment, to begin to see and try it. And if you don't like it, you can switch it, but at least you have that, you're making that commitment to learn about what works for you to fill you up. And you're teaching your kids too, that you need to rest. They need to rest. These are important lessons that our kids need to learn that it's not just about being over-programmed and overstimulated. They need to learn that it's time to, sometimes to just be calm, be quiet, find their own ways to replenish, whatever that looks like. So it's a great lesson for both our kids and us to begin this kind of a practice.
0: Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And I definitely cannot go without it. So I highly recommend that you listen to this, moms, and do not feel guilty about it. I also think that along with rest, simplicity in life Mm -hmm. is definitely just long gone in most of our lives because of the the schedules and the high pace, just everything, you want it when you want it now and social media and Amazon, you can get something in a day to your house. I mean, whatever you want to say, we we are just messed up in that way. And so I was really trying to think about like kind of wrapping up. What I wanted to ask you just as an additional takeaway, obviously starting a consistent rest time every day, but to kind of unplug and be more simplistic in our mothering, um, we're getting that rest time, um, as you've encouraged us to do. What are some things that you suggest to moms that they could do to spend quality time with their kids? Um, once they're rested that are simple things that are unplugged and they're away from, like, technology and all those things? Because I really feel like we struggle. Like, when we get tired, it's just easy for me to put an iPad in front of my child and be like, here, play a game or watch a movie and please leave me alone, you know? We all do that. Um, But what are some ways, if we've intentionally rested, that we could also – intentionally spend time with our kids because I know like the other day I went outside and I was really thinking about this because I just talked to you and I got some sidewalk chalk and made like a 20 box a long like sidewalk chalk thing and I just taught my boys like how to play like how to do that because they had never played hopscotch and I was like are you serious? like and so we just all it takes is some chalk and a rock I mean it's cheap Mm -hmm. and it's simple but they loved it and you know my 8 year old was like I don't want to do that but then he was the one that didn't want to stop you know and just just simple things like that where we kind of pull back and we feel more rested so we have more energy Um, what are some just ideas of ways that we can do simple things and make memories with our kids. Like once we do feel like we've rested ourselves as moms.
1: Yeah. I love that idea. We got some sidewalk chalk out the other day too. And you forget just easy, simple things like that. I think it, what's something that helped me in understanding this idea of rest, um, which relates to what we're talking about is this idea of a tether. Like we can't, And neither do we want to completely abandon our post as moms and just travel for two months to some remote island by ourselves. We're not talking about that for rest. We still have responsibilities and we still have, this is still an important season of our life. And we want to show up well for our kids and for our husbands. And so I've been thinking about that as I had shared with you that I am taking, for the first time, I'm taking a sabbatical for two months this summer. And how do I do that? as a sabbatical from some of the ministry responsibilities that I have, but also knowing that I'm going to have my kids home and I don't want to just, you know, let them fend for themselves. Like that's not, (laughs) that's not, that's not me either. Right. But I also know that I am apt to be somebody who's like going to over program and over schedule everybody if I don't watch it. And so for me, I've thought about it as this very healthy tether. Like I, if what are the certain things that I could do with my kids that would make me feel Like I am showing up as a good mom, I am taking care of them well with excellence, and that I am also because my kids are a little older, it's different when they're younger. But my giving them the ability to explore on their own, what's important to them this summer, Um, we've come up with some little projects for our kids to work on. My one of my sons um, is getting into woodworking with my husband, so we've given him some some little goals to work towards with that Um, that involves book reading and other things, but. My daughter is starting a babysitting job this summer. So I want to give them some, some of their own, um, space, I guess, to be able to explore what, what is good for them during this time. But I also am instituting certain rhythms for us. Like, um, maybe it's a beach day. We live close to the ocean. So, um, going to the beach every Friday and just having that as whoever wants to come. If you want to have a friend to come, if you want to just be us, want to meet other friends there, whatever, it's just, just what we do every week. Having, like we talked about rhythms of quiet time, or they can do different things like that, or just simple things, simple things that, you know, your kids would enjoy that may be a treat, but also allowing ourselves to say, I'm going to put a limit around that because I, I don't need them to learn that overscheduling is what it needs to be about either. Right. So I, I think maybe just coming up with rhythms and maybe. Setting a specific intention, like what do I want to walk away with? And what do I want them to walk away with at the end of this summer? Do I want them to be challenged in their faith? Do I want them to be challenged around uh, learning something specific? Or do I want them just to be able to be free to explore on their own? Right. It's different for every family. Um, yeah. maybe you're doing a trip together where you're exploring a different part of the country or so I think just intentionality of what that could be and giving ourselves. Asking ourselves, what are the things that I feel like I need to do in order to make those things happen well for my family? And then giving us space to let there be free time. Yeah. Just to let God do whatever comes up. Like if we decide, you know, it's really hot today, let's go pull out the water table and sit in the backyard or um go to the water park or just just something. I think giving space for God to work is huge too. So I don't know if that's helpful, but those are some things that I've been thinking about. Um how to be realistic in this process of finding rest for everybody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's great. You're always going to have one of those kids too, especially when they're younger that I have my older ones like this, where they feel like you are their entertainer. That is your job. Yes, And um, <laughs> I think that yes. it's important. Those kids thrive on quality time. So I'm, yes, I'm personally too. trying to think of ways that I can spend quality time with them. If you have girls, you know, playing dolls or doing playing school with them or doing whatever they like or with mine, playing basketball, sports, any sports with my boys. But I know that um, setting that time that's intentional is important, like you're saying, and then also setting that time where, okay, we're going to rest now or you need to go learn how to be creative and entertain yourself.
1: It's like a good balance for
0: mom and for the kids. So I think those are all really good
1: suggestions. And Mallory, I think it's, like we were saying, it gives us the ability to step away because if we know that we're serving our family well, that is one of the biggest stealers or or things that tries to keep me from resting is, well, I won't be able to, people will be abandoned. They won't feel like I'm taking care of them or that's the lie that I hear. And so That's that's huge. If we can say these are the things that I know if I can help them do this and I can spend time with them doing these things and I feel like I can be released to really have this other little time for myself. I'm not feeling guilty about it. That helps release some of the guilt and tension, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I um, wanted to share, too, as we've been talking about just. the balance between, you know, not feeling stressed and getting rest. Um, Adrian Rogers has this really great message, and it's titled, Too Blessed to Be Stressed. And I think it really goes along with a lot of the things that we're talking about today, with just slowing down and, and trusting the Lord and in the midst of what might be some trials or stress, like you were sharing about with your health and our lives. And so um, if that's something that you'd be interested in, um, there is a free link to listen to that in the show notes today. And it might even be a good um, quiet time as we've been talking about activity for a mom listening. Um, But I will put that in the show notes. And then, Alicia, I wanted you to also share really quick. I know that I looked on your website and you have some free workshops or a mom might feel connected to you and wants to contact you as being um, a neuro coach for her or just how... Social media following, all those kinds of things. Would you share how a mom can get in contact with you today?
1: Yeah, thank you. So, you can find all of the resources that I have at vibrantchristianliving.com, and I do have a couple of free trainings there. One of them, um, it would be vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash mind, and that is helping us understand what are some of these thought patterns that are really driving the behaviors that we've been talking about, like perfectionism can't rest. Why do I feel like I know God's truth, but I can't believe it. Those kinds of things, understanding more about what neuroscience and the Bible say about that, why that's happening and how to get out of those patterns. And that introduces my course, which is the Christian mindset makeover that I've led hundreds of women through through that process of getting to the root of what those thoughts are, renewing your mind, using something called brain priming, which is a proven scientific process that is backed up by biblical truth and then learning how to protect those thoughts. Um, So that's, you can find out more there at the site, vibrantchristianliving.com. And then also, yeah, I have a podcast, the Christian mindset coach podcast with Alicia Michelle. You can find it on Apple itunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and instagram is probably the best way to reach out to me on social media so that's at alicia michelle coach so any of those ways i would love to connect with you about this i understand how hard rest can be and um, i really again i love being able to help women get to the root of what's going on by addressing the thought processes so yeah reach out would love to connect with you
0: awesome i'll put her website her social media and all those things on um, the show notes so you can get to them easy And thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom with us. I really appreciate it. I've learned a lot personally, and I hope any mom listening has
1: as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been an honor.
0: And thank you, moms, for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your mom friends on social media and tag me. That's going to help so much. And to catch all the latest from me, you can follow at Faithful31Moms on Instagram. Thanks again, and have a blessed day.